This is Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Welcome to Leadership in Motion. In this episode, we'll discuss leadership in a multi-generational work environment. For the first time in history, we have five generations working side-by-side side in businesses and organizations around the country, and perhaps around the world. Five generations of experience, uh, creativity, know-how, all in one business environment and workforce. To be an effective manager and leader of an organization, leaders must understand the different generations. They must understand what motivates them, what they bring to the work environment. And they need to go ahead and be able to communicate and recognize them appropriately. Because what works fine with one generation may not work for another generation. So in this episode, we're going to take a look at the different generations. And we're going to go ahead and, and analyze what is it that makes them tick and how you as an effective manager or leader of an organization can bring out the best in them and hopefully be able to use the diversity to be more successful in your organization. So let's take a look at the five different generations. The first generation is called traditionalists, or they're also called the silent generation. Those were folks that were born between 1928 and 1945. There were approximately 47 million of those folks. Baby boomers came around from 1946 to 1964. Approximately 76 million baby boomers were born. Generation X came about from 1965 to 1980. And a lot less than baby boomers, there were only about 55 million baby boomers. Millennials are the folks that came about from 1981 to 1996, and they were approximately 62 million millennials that were born during that time. Generation Z came about from 1997 to, it hasn't been determined yet, but we are living right now in the era of the generation of Generation Z. So let's take a look at some of these different generations and what actually motivates them. Traditionalists, or what they call the silent generation, like I said, came about from 1928 to 1945. Approximately 47 million people were born during that period of time. Their common characteristics are that they are loyal, they're cautious, they're formal, and they're proud. One of the things about the silent generation is that they make up 1% of the U.S. workforce. They have a strong emphasis on rules. They believe in command and control. They believe in a structured hierarchy. They believe that in, in, in the boss, and you never question the boss. They prefer face-to-face -face interaction. One of the things about the silent generation is, and if you think about it, is that that's the generation that fought in World War II. These are the people who, when you give them a direction, you tell them what to do, they don't question authority. They basically just go out and do it. You're the boss. We're going we're gonna to do exactly what you, what you say. I had 
the honor of actually visiting Omaha Beach and Utah Beach in Normandy, France, years ago. And as I walked through the beaches, and I was looking at the ocean behind me, and looking at in front of me, looking at these big, huge pillboxes with big, huge guns that were pointing towards the ocean, um, trying to take out the Allied forces. These traditionalists and silent generation folks, they actually, they, they went into the line of fire. They didn't question anything. They just went ahead and did what they were supposed to do. And I thought to myself, what kind of dedication, loyalty, do you have to have to actually do that? Not even question, you know, your, your superiors of whether, well, you know what? I really don't think that this is probably a good idea here. But no, they just went off and, and, and did it. And that's the type of values and norms that, that they bring into a workforce. They basically, they will do what is told of them without question. They, 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 will, they will do it. And some of that was actually passed on to baby boomers, the next generation that we'll talk about. Baby boomers came about from 1946 to 1964. And like I said, about 76 million people were born as baby boomers. They're self-focused. They're competitive. They're optimistic. They're forever young mentally, if you, if you think about it. Baby boomers make up 27% of the U.S. workforce. But today, they're retiring at the rate of 10,000 a day. 10,000 a day day are retiring. So as baby boomers are leaving the workforce, the generation X and millennials are starting to take over. But one of the things you got to remember about baby boomers, and, and in order to lead baby boomers, you have to understand where they came from. You have to understand their, their background. One of the things about baby boomers is that they had traditionalist parents. And traditionalist Parents actually taught them devotion, loyalty, command and control, the, everything about a hierarchy of an organization and your position within that organization. That's why if you ever see baby boomers, a lot of baby boomers will stay in the same job for 30 years plus. Once they're there, they're devoted to their job. They're devoted to their company. So they're there to stay. But like their silent generation and traditionalist parents, they demand face-to-face contact. They like that interaction. When a boss needs something of them, they want to hear it face-to-face, just like their traditionalist parents. But the thing about it is is that baby boomers also were part of the, the beatnik generation. They basically questioned authority. When there was something that, hey, didn't seem, seem right, it's kind of fishy, they're going to go ahead and question it. And they, they demand answers. They demand answers. To understand baby boomers, you must understand the world that they actually lived in. During that time, they saw the rise of the Berlin Wall. They saw a space race. They saw a nuclear arms race. They saw Vietnam. This was the generation of duck and cover. Duck and cover. 
This generation was in fear of nuclear war. We, I remember as a little boy at that time, right, you know, seeing the little videos of duck and cover, duck and cover, which everybody was so nervous about and so scared about. But the thing about it is that they, they, they brought about, you know, uh, an attitude to question authority, to question what's going on. They're technically challenged. A lot of baby boomers really don't like computers. They don't like smartphones. They don't like any of that. Some of, some of them will, will actually try to use them. And sometimes, and I've noticed in my own experience with a lot of baby boomers, is that you have to go ahead and teach them and give them details. Give them details. Sometimes over and over again because they really don't want to embrace technology. They like recognition, but they don't expect it. They want feedback, but having feedback once a year is, is okay with them. All they want to do is just they come in to work, they do their job, they go home. They're family-oriented. They have a home. They have family. They have a spouse. And that is their priorities. That is their values. And you have to understand where they're coming from. So when you're thinking about, okay, you know, you, you know who can you, you know, have stay a little bit late during the day, maybe do some overtime and stuff, they are de devoted to duty. They're devoted to their jobs and everything like that. But their main priority is their family. And Communication, like I said, just like their 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 traditionalist parents, traditionalist and, and silent generation parents, they do like recognition. They really don't like it, you know, probably in front of everybody, but they do need it once in a while. And you have to be able to understand that. You have to be able to to know how to deal with with them. Although some baby boomers may be confused with Gen X generation. Sometimes you, you can see the differences. Let's talk a little bit about Gen X, folks. Generation X came from 1965 to 1980. Approximately 55 million people were born during that period of time. Their common characteristics is that they are independent, cautious, skeptical, and technical pioneers. When you think about the period of time that Gen X people lived, they saw the Cold War, they saw Chernobyl, they saw the Berlin Wall. They think that bosses are not just a, a, a title, they believe that bosses are co-workers. Gen X people need to be challenged, they need to be engaged, they need to be involved in what's happening in the day-to-day -day operation of an organization. They need to know what to do but not necessarily how to do it. They don't like to be micromanaged. If you tell them this has to be done, they will go ahead and do it. Just don't hover over them and try to tell them, okay, do it this way, this way, this way, because they really, really get upset with that. They lack awards and recognition when appropriate. They don't need it all the time, but when they accomplish something that was significant, you know, they kind of expect to get awards and recognition. They, they like feedback. They like feedback. And unlike traditionalists and unlike baby boomers, you know, they need feedback often. Not, not like baby boomers who need it probably just once a year. Just, just tell me how I did last year and, and so on. They kind of need feedback ongoing. 
They like education and training. These are people that go to college, they go to school, they, they try to pursue whatever type of training that they can, they can get. And one of the things about that is that they'll be in your organization, they'll learn your organization, they'll get, pick up a skill and stuff, and, but if they're not engaged, they'll, they'll feel bored. This is the type of generation that will, you know what, I'm out of here, goodbye, they will leave. And if you're an organization in a business that basically invested a lot of money in your employees to, to get them trained, to get them certified, to get them everything that they need to be successful within the organization, if you don't keep them gainfully employed, gainfully active in their organization, then they, they will leave. They need a roadmap to success. They need a roadmap for their career. Okay, I can get from here to here to here, and okay, these are the things that I need to get done to get to get to this level. So if you can't meet those needs, um, don't expect Gen X people to actually stay around long. And that's a big part of your workforce. Now we come down to millennials. Millennials. Everybody talks about millennials. Millennials came about from 1981 to 1996. Approximately 62 million people were born millennials. Their common characteristics are they are self-expressive, group-oriented, purpose-driven, and technically dependent. One of the things about millennials are that they make up 37% of the U.S. workforce. And just recently, they surpass baby boomers as the largest workforce in this country. They take on entrepreneur approach to work. They're part of the gig, gig job generation. A gig job generation is that they go from one job to another job. They really don't think about a long-term relationship with an organization. Unlike baby boomers that would stay at a job for like 30 years, millennials don't. It's not uncommon to see millennials work at one place for a couple years, pick up some skills, some knowledge, go to another organization, go to another organization. There really isn't that much loyalty to one particular job or organization. So you have to think about that when you're trying to deal with and lead and motivate millennials. One of the things about millennials is that you have to um, get to know where they're coming from. This was the generation that was introduced to the computer, was introduced to the internet. For a very brief period of time in their lives, they didn't have a computer. But then so all of a sudden, right, this box came into their home. And sure, you know, we brought out the big, huge floppy disks. And we started teaching them how to use a computer. I remember taking my son to a computer store when he was like about eight years old and actually buying parts to actually assemble a computer. So he understood how the parts worked, and he actually saw how to actually use a computer. So you got, you got to understand where, where they're coming from. During their period of time, they also saw a rise in terrorism around the world. So that's some of the things that were happening in the background. For millennials, you, you have to get to know them. You have to you know, know their name, know where they're coming from, know where what their ambitions are, know what they want to do you know, in the future, and actually be supportive of whatever they want to do. They, they expect rewards. They, they want rewards. They want recognition. 
one of the things about millennials is that they they demand almost immediate recognition. And if you think back, right, they were part of the generation that started off with computers. And when they're very socially uh, conscious. They know what's happening. They're, they're very, that's what gave rise to, if anyone out there can remember, MySpace. MySpace was basically uh, uh, just like Facebook. Well, maybe not like Facebook and YouTube, but it basically was a place where they can actually put things that they had in their life, accomplishments that they did in their life. And that actually gave rise to, to Facebook and YouTube. And the thing about it is that they're likes driven. They're likes driven. So whenever they put a post up, if they don't get a certain amount of likes within the first few minutes, they're kind of disappointed. They kind of want that recognition. They want to be, you know, acknowledged all the time. And as a as a leader within an organization, and you're trying to motivate millennials, and you got to understand that they sort of kind of need this feedback, you know, all the time, all the time. They kind of need that. One of the things that, that happen to millennials is what the baby boomers and Gen X actually did to them. During their developmental stage, when they were going to school um, and children were competing, uh, they actually were rewarded for just participation. So before... When baby boomers would go out and play maybe baseball or something and the winning team would get a trophy and the other team got to go home, thank you, goodbye. No, millennials were also given trophies. You know, so they kind of believe that, that recognition is a norm. Recognition of whether they did good or bad or didn't matter. They just needed the award. Award and recognition. One of the things I keep on thinking about when I'm when I saw this in the research here is that I remember that movie Meet the Falkers with Ben Stiller and Robert De Niro. And do you remember that one scene where Robert De Niro tells Ben Stiller's character, "Wow, I didn't know that they made fourth place ribbons." <laughs> that is because of the fact that we tend to recognize them for any type of achievement, anything that they did. And it also moved into their work workplace today. They're constantly looking for recognition. So as a leader of an organization, you have to understand, well, you know, you, you may need to go ahead and, and tell them, hey, you know what, you did a good job. You, you know, um, give them whatever acknowledgement that they need. One of the things about millennials is that they're very positive. They're positive. They're, they, they, they are optimistic about what they want to do. They're flexible. You know, you can tell them, hey, you know what, we need to do this. We need to do that. Another thing, too, is that they're digitally conscious. They're tech savvy. You, you have to, as a, an effective leader of an organization, you have to tap into that. You know, if you're having problems, you know, trying to maybe create a spreadsheet or something like that, oh, find yourself a millennial. Because the millennial will figure it out really fast. Because they, they know exactly what to do. So they're very skilled. And so that's something that you have to understand in the, in the workplace. Communicate to them. Give them recognition. And, and, and try, try to keep them also engaged and motivated. Millennials are an awesome group of people. 
And I have a lot of optimism of the future because it's in their hands. And it's, and it's a wonderful thing. Now, Gen Generation Z. Generation Z are the folks that were born after 1997. Some say 1996 to the present. They're cautious. They're technically advanced. They're diverse. Generation Z, although they're very few in numbers, right now they only make up 1% of the workforce. Generation Z likely uses Twitter to find jobs. They communicate best with smartphones, emails, text messages. Generation Z people, they have a large social network. And that's something that employers can actually use, especially when they're trying to reach out to their generation. When you think about the experiences and the things that Generation Z has seen throughout their short lives, they've seen 9-11, the attack on New York. They've seen terrorism happening around the world. They see the challenges that we have and they're going to face with the environment. They've they have a lot of environmental concerns. They have a lot of concerns about guns and safety, especially the events of Parkland High School. And those Generation Z people are going to remember that forever. In the workplace, they demand their own space. They want their own space. They want to personalize their own workspace. They like to work near home. They really don't like a long commute as opposed to Generation X and, and baby boomers that in some cases they would drive for miles to get to a place of employment. They like to work near home. Gen Z, they're very tech savvy. They, they know how to use the latest apps. They know how to get things done on the computer. So that's something that employers, managers, leaders within an organization can take advantage of. Gen Z personnel like to work in small groups. Gen Z people do not like large groups, and that's, that's one of the things that's particularly challenging, especially in big organizations. Like millennials, Gen Z, they, they expect awards and recognition. They expect to be acknowledged for what they have accomplished. They're very flexible. And many times, it, when they are in the workplace, this is probably the very first time that they've ever actually worked. So as a leader, you have to at least acknowledge them, understand them, and make them feel at home because this, this is our future. So all five generations may be different in many cases. There's a lot of things that they have in common. Some of the things that they have in common is that they like to feel respected. They like to be listened to. They like to have opportunities for mentoring. They like to understand the big pictures, understand what's going on in their organization. They like to receive effective communication. They like to receive positive feedback, or any feedback in some cases. They like to be challenged. They, they, like, they like to be part of an organization, that belongingness. And that's what they all have in common. And if you can find ways to motivate the multi-generational workforce, your organization will be more successful. Some of the strategies that you can use in a multi-generational workforce revolve around 
mentoring. Mentoring. Mentoring is is a word that people use randomly. Okay, we're gonna you you need you need a mentor or something like that. But sometimes me- mentoring is a way to actually bring all the generations together. Let's talk a little bit about mentoring. Mentoring is the process in which an older, more experienced person helps out a younger, less experienced person learn the ropes, learn what it takes to be successful within an organization. And that traditionally worked fine. But in this multi-generational environment that we're living in, leaders have to go ahead and, and do some reverse mentoring. Reverse mentoring is the process by which a younger a younger, less experienced person helps a, a perhaps a, a, a baby boomer or a Gen X person, you know, to actually also be successful within the organization. You see this when uh, a millennial is helping a baby boomer figure out how to use Excel, PowerPoint, or whatever software it is that they, they don't understand. You see this when millennials are teaching the, their older counterparts how to use a cell phone. Well, here's an app. Here's this app. Take a look at that app. You know, and, and it's, a, it's a good thing. What happens is it starts bringing people together and it starts helping each other. Co-mentoring is when the, the older experienced person is helping the younger and the younger is helping that person. You know, mentoring programs usually last for about a year. It's something that the person needs some experience. They need some guidance. They need somebody that they can talk to, get some feedback about how they're doing both ways in a co-mentoring environment. And, and again, it builds diversity, innovation, creativeness. It helps an organization uh, be more productive. And that's what effective leaders within organizations today must find ways to do. So mentoring is the key to, bear I say, making all these generations work together. For the mentoring process to be successful, it must have guidelines. Who's going to do what, when, where, and perhaps timelines, a timetable, whether it's going to be for a year or longer, or what they call micro-mentoring, where it's just for a short period of time. It could be just for a month, just to, to learn what the other person knows and try to get some experience. So it has to have guidelines, and everybody has to be able to, to meet the expectations of the other. And feedback to the leader. Did, did the mentoring process work? Did he learn what you were expected to learn? So leaders, effective leaders, create guidelines and basically set time schedules and allow people to go ahead and interact and learn from each other. So that's some of the strategies that, that you can use. The most important thing that every generation needs and values is communication. And that's something that you have to practice, you have to do all the time, despite the generations. Treating people with dignity and respect was very high in their expectations. And that's throughout all the generations. Being an effective leader 
within a multi-generational organization is very challenging. But if you put strategies to help people work together and be innovative and creative, you should be successful. I'd like to thank you for listening to our podcast. I know that multi-generational organizations are out there. It's particularly challenging. There's a lot of information out there on the internet about it. I think to be a successful leader within an organization, you need to be aware of it because the one-size-fits-all is not going to work, especially with the changing work environment that we have. As we talked about, there's over 10,000 baby boomers leaving the workforce every single day. 10,000. So that means that they estimate by the year 2025, millennials are going to have 50% of the workforce. 50% of the workforce. So you have to understand how to lead and motivate millennials. Gen Z's, they're just starting to come about. That's a generation that really hasn't been defined, hasn't been challenged. So those are people that if you stay within the workforce after 2025, you're going to meet more and more of those folks. So be open-minded. Talk to them. Find out what makes them tick to be successful. Check out our website. We have some links there to some valuable resources that you can actually use. And in our description, we're also going to go ahead and provide a link to our Patreon page. If you'd like to donate to Leadership in Motion and keep our training and mentoring process going, please uh, feel free to, to visit our webpage and, and donate as you can. Thank you very much. And as always, take the lead today for a better tomorrow. This has been Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Please subscribe to our podcast.